host, Annie Randall, and this is a safe space for real talk regarding all things Jesus, mental health, and of course, your relationship with food. Welcome back to the first season of Triad Warriors, where we are talking all about the Enneagram and food. With us today, we have one of my very best friends, Priscilla Gumbach. Y'all, Priscilla is one of my favorite people. She also just happens to be the most connected person in Portland. Seriously, Priscilla has all of the connections, and I guarantee she would know someone who could help you with any problem that you're facing. With that said, Priscilla is an Enneagram 2, which is naturally why she is the connector. Priscilla is a community health worker, an early childhood development expert, and an outdoors enthusiast. Priscilla has a fierce passion for helping others, and she's one has one of the biggest hearts of anyone that I know. In addition, Priscilla is the type of friend who I can talk to about absolutely anything and everything. Priscilla's personality is contagious and she is a blessing to so many people. Basically, we're going to have a really great time talking with Priscilla today. I know that she has a lot of great insights to share, but before we hop into talking about the Enneagram and food, is there anything that you would like to say to the listeners, Priscilla? Uh, just really excited to be here and also just loving this sunshine at my window today. Oh yeah. I feel like that's rare in Portland sometimes in the winter. Yeah. Very rare rare in January. It definitely puts you in a better mood for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, we're super excited to have you. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started then. As I previously mentioned, Priscilla is an Enneagram type two. Enneagram type twos are known by a multitude of names, including the helper, the giver, and the caregiver. Enneagram two type twos are also described as generous, Uh, people pleasing and altruistic in their behaviors. The primary desire for a type two is to feel loved, whereas the primary fear is of being unwanted or unworthy of love. With that said, I'd like to give you a chance, Priscilla, to describe your experiences with living in this world as a type two. We're not going to get into the relationship with food piece, but how would you describe your experiences as a type two? I really like being a type two. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the work that I'm doing, like being a community health worker, being in communities and like, especially of communities of color, I feel like mm-hmm. it helps me really like see people as humans and like mm-hmm. seeing them as emotional humans first. And then, you know, seeing them as all the other things. But I feel like sometimes in our society and culture, there's this like, we just like work eight to five and we're robots and we have to produce all these, you know, things. But I just think sometimes that human emotional piece that like we are bodies and humans first, I just feel like Mm. I'm learning is lost. Um, And so I think that gives me like a leg up in the world (laughs) to see people for who they are. Uh, Yes, it has its challenges sometimes just Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's hard to turn off the the you know type two giver Mm -hmm. helper sometimes I will like be up late at night you know thinking about a friend or like you know some other person's Mm -hmm. like issue and just like causes me like anxiety for them so Mm -hmm. I just think also having obviously boundaries is really important and then just like 
self-care. So like, I like to do a lot of walks, enjoy the sunshine, go to a river, um, but having time to step away and like give to yourself mm-hmm. um, is important when you're giving so much to other yeah. people. Yeah, that's one of the downfalls of type two is giving like everything away and then you have an empty cup to pour out from. Cause like in my experience of being friends with you, you see and feel so many people's hurt and pain, which is one of the things that I really love about you, but also that becomes really heavy for you to carry um in learning how to balance that like caring for other people helping for other people but also caring for Priscilla is really a kind of a delicate balance and one of those difficult issues for type twos for sure yeah totally yeah so how would you describe your relationship with food and in what ways have the characteristics of your personality type influenced your relationship with food I love food uh, as I'm snacking on my mm-hmm. seaweed uh, snack right now. Um, yeah, so love food, love sharing food with other people, mm-hmm. type two. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the like really deep connection with food and with people and how food you know, really brings people together and mm-hmm. like all certain situations, you know, we go to birthday parties, there's a food, like you go to a cookout, you know, there's food, but also just like when they're, when someone's going through a really hard thing, you know, mm-hmm. you do a meal train. And so just love how in all, it was for me, I just like in all my different chapters of life, just like mm-hmm. food and people, and just all like those really good conversations. Um, and food is just like, I feel like a common ground for people. Yeah. So I feel like my relationship with food is um, also connected just like with people. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I love living in Portland and having all the, yes. <laughs> yeah. all the restaurants and all mm-hmm. the coffee and all the treats and all the donuts to try and eat yes (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's a huge thing in Portland we have you could eat at a different restaurant every single day of your life and you'd probably never run out of good food but I love what you're talking about with community and food being a common ground and especially with what you're doing as like a community health worker or just being really active and involved in communities like food is probably often involved in those types of situations Yeah. Yeah. So like right now with, with COVID and the pandemic, Mm -hmm. the thing that we're doing is bringing Instacart, like Instacart groceries for folks who tested positive in the BIPOC community. And I just love that. It's so simple, right? Just like go on an app, you have Mm -hmm. to pick a couple of things, but just the joy that it brings to, um, food but also like culturally specific foods as well mm-hmm. that like can offer comfort to yeah. those families and folks obviously in a very like stressful time like having mm-hmm. your comfort foods um I'm all about some comfort food 
<laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Especially in a time like COVID needing that comfort food when it's like, ah, I can't do anything else right now, but I love that. Um, food really is a way to nourish people, not only on a physical level, but it sounds like you guys are wanting to nourish them kind of more on that soul level as well. Like meeting them in their culture and providing them foods that are things they're going to actually enjoy or are going to bring them comfort. Yes, totally. Yeah. We try that. to, yeah, really try to match, you know, what, what they, what, what they want. Like, yeah. you know, we <laughs> want to give them the food that they want and the food that they're going to enjoy. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Uh, this kind of ties into the next question. Uh, can you think of a time in your life when you personally substituted food for love or used food as a way of expressing your love to others? Yes, I definitely when pre-COVID like showing up to a baby shower or just mm-hmm. to someone's house, I was just raised like you just bring a dish. So like you bring like cookies or you bring a dessert, but you just don't that idea like you don't show up empty handed and yeah. that uh yeah, just goes when I just think about childhood and like family gatherings like I used to go to my grandma's house and you know my mom would bring rice and beans or just like Mm -hmm. drop off food um so yeah I definitely like use food uh to show others how much I care about them um Mm -hmm. now I'm not really a cook in the kitchen but I (laughs) will uh, usually what happens is I will get one of those like new seasons, Trader Joe's uh-huh. baked and go things. Um, unless, you know, I decide to like make something from scratch, which is like very rare, but you know, it's the yeah. thought that counts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely the thought. I remember that reminds me of one time, uh, I think it was like at community group, we were doing like a park hangout or something and you got dessert and it was something chocolate based. And like the first thing you told me, cause I'm lactose intolerant. You're like, I asked everyone in the store if this was dairy free and if this would like kill you, <laughs> like all these things. And you were like, so intentional, intentional about making sure that I could also eat the dessert, which that made me feel very loved in that moment that, because a lot of people don't think about that. I'm used to just not eating the dessert because it has dairy in it, but you went out of your way to make sure. And that was, that's one of the things I love about you. Yeah, I don't want to make you sick, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I definitely try to be like take into account people's like allergies or sensitivities or just like mm-hmm. I guess their relationship with food. Like if, I don't know, just try to be really intentional just because it, you know, it does go a long way and it's just like a fun memory, right? Just now, just like oh yeah, that's time we like all hung out and then, like brought some like chocolate thing. I don't know. That's just fun for mm-hmm. me just to think about memories. And, Mm -hmm. you know, how food brings us together. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, How do you think that impacts you then if you're like always thinking about other people's needs when it comes to food? Does that play into your relationship with food at all? Yeah, I think so. I think sometimes I, you know, going or giving and sometimes I just forget to think, Mm -hmm. you know, about my needs when it comes to food or just like Mm. what I like to eat and those kind of things I just feel like you know if I know somebody really likes you know this brownie from this place like I'm gonna you know go out of my way to like get the brownie Mm -hmm. but like I'm over here eating like cereal for dinner and I just think that sometimes (laughs) 
it's not bad. I just think sometimes I just give so much that like when it comes to me, I just do like simple, quick, easy meals mm-hmm. just out of like capacity. Um, just because I'm giving so much. I just don't always have the energy to like, you know, make myself a fancy meal, but I'll mm-hmm. make somebody else a fancy meal. Yeah. Yeah. Even when it's been like after a long, hard day or something and you've helped so many people, it's probably easier just to, like you said, make that cereal and not really do this fancy meal or anything like that. That makes a lot of sense. Skipping a question. This goes into that. Do you find it difficult then to recognize and honor your body's needs when it comes to food, even outside of times that you're trying to feed others? Yes. Uh, I just, yeah. And I've gotten better about listening to my body Mm -hmm. and what my body needs. Um, I mean, it's obviously still like a journey to listen to my body. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think about how, uh, at your wedding, I, I don't even know if I really ate at your wedding because I was so (laughs) worried about like everybody else. Yeah. And food and like people are in line and like I'm just trying to like make it fun for people like okay like did you eat yet and people are like Priscilla like go eat and I'm like oh I'm fine like I don't need to eat that's so um, funny and then, and then of course like when I sat down to eat of course I ate it in like two seconds and was like oh I actually like was hungry but yeah I just am so thinking about especially mm-hmm. like in party settings just worried about like everywhere else eating and I'm like oh I'll just like eat at the end it's like mm-hmm. no big deal um yeah. I'll eat when I like go home but that's mm-hmm. because I'm like focused, so focused on, yeah. on people and dancing and making sure everyone else is like having like a great time mm-hmm. that obviously that impacts me and then mm-hmm. like I get home and I'm like oh I should then I'm like eating everything in the pantry yeah uh, yeah that's that's a big thing that I'm working on I guess with my relationship with food is just like eating I just like tend to eat all at one time Mm -hmm. I guess um and not like you know a little bit throughout the day yeah not consistently throughout the day so like you said you get home and you eat everything in sight because you're like I'm starving and I didn't even realize it (laughs) that's so funny about the wedding though I had no idea I mean obviously (laughs) I was like saying hi to everyone and stuff I had no idea you didn't eat I knew you were buddy buddy with the wedding coordinator though so you were making sure she ran a good show (laughs) yeah no I did yeah I did eat at the wedding after like everybody was like go eat I was like okay I'm gonna eat now but yeah I did did partake in uh some of it it was really good that's so awesome yeah um what are the roles of control comfort and stress in your eating patterns then are and are there specific foods involved when you do eat for comfort and stress oh yeah when I when I'm stressed I'm all about some gummy worms or anything anything (laughs) chewy like gummy bears gummy worms Mm -hmm uh oh peach rings oh they're really good so I definitely Priscilla's like, gonna go buy some candy now <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah as I'm thinking about it so yeah when I'm stressed or just having big feelings or just whatever I definitely turn to sugar and candy mm-hmm. like most most people do yeah um yeah. yeah so that's usually what I go to just like to the sugar um you know and then I'll have to like limit because I will eat the whole bag and I'm like mm-hmm. hey, that's why I don't keep anything in the house because I really will mm-hmm. just 
eat it all the all the candies what I what I turn to um yeah, yeah. That makes sense because there's that um, with sugar, it releases feel good emotions when we eat it. And that's kind of why it gives us that temporary release from stress or from whatever big emotions we're going through. And so that's a very normal thing to turn to in times of stress or anxiety or whatever it be. And that's the thing is like food is emotional, right? Like it does help us on that level. It's just, we don't want our only emotional coping tool to be food. Cause that's when we fall into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what are the roles and influences of culture in your eating patterns in your relationship with food? Oh, uh, I don't know. I was just thinking about, Oh, what came to mind was like, those TikTok recipes and I know we have we've had many conversations about TikTok and all the things but I just think about I saw this one this lady was making like this grape and cheese thing but she didn't add noodles to it and she was like yeah I'm not gonna add noodles to it and I'm watching it Add the noodles. What are you yeah. doing? Like you're gonna eat grapes and cheese? Like, but I just, I don't know. I just think about like those kind of, you know, I don't know, like don't like carbs. Like, oh, don't eat bread and don't mm. eat pasta. I'm like, take me to Olive Garden, please. And so yes. I just think about I for my for me. I feel like I just go. Uh, go against all that but also Mm -hmm. like I am a little stubborn so like I don't know I'm just like well I'm not gonna do that because like everybody else is you know doing these TikTok trends and I'm not like I'm gonna be my own person and I've Mm -hmm. always been like that since I was a kid Mm -hmm. um yeah so I think a lot of that and also like moving when I moved to Portland so like coming from you know like New York and Mm -hmm having the city and all the restaurants you can imagine and all these things like, you know, like, yes, you know, eating out is like the thing. Mm -hmm. And so coming like, yeah, coming to Portland, you know, just like eating out and then people are like, have you tried this new restaurant? And then I'm like, that FOMO kicks in. I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I have to go to like this place because everybody is raving about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So like a little bit of like that FOMO kicks in with like the Portland food scene. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that's how those things, like, yeah, influence mm-hmm. my my eating um, patterns and like relationship with with yeah. food. Yeah, you want to try the good things, the things that people are recommending. Like you said, a little bit of FOMO kicks in and want to be included, and then at the same time, there's that. Re- rebel inside of you that's like I'm not going with these main trends which is honestly good because the videos we talk about is all these diet culture things that are like just nonsense like eat eat your carbs really so in that sense it's a good thing to be a rebel against those types of videos and all that stuff but there's some trash on TikTok that's for sure (laughs) good stuff on TikTok too but (laughs) Uh, cool. So what tools, mindsets, and behavior changes have helped you to improve your relationship with food? Uh, I think listening to my body, just like, I'll like, I'll really just like pause. I'll like take like a minute 
where I'm just, I like close my eyes and I just like sit with myself mm-hmm. and I just like am feeling my body and just like, okay, like what does my body need? Does it need water? Uh, we know it doesn't need more coffee, but I'm going to go ahead and make a second <laughs> cup of coffee. Uh, and um, yeah, like, am I hungry? Like how hungry am I? Is it, am I in a snacky mood? Like, do I just need some popcorn or do I need like, you know, more of a meal? Um, so that's taken me like a long, a long time um, to, to really why just like be comfortable with sitting with myself because sometimes that's like awkward and you're just like sitting yeah. in your apartment and your eyes are closed and you're like why do I this is just awkward yeah uh, <laughs> and uh yeah so I think that that's helped I think having community and just like people where I can talk about food just like mm-hmm. in general just like what's your favorite food what do you like to eat what do you like to cook mm-hmm. I think like those that really helps like bringing, you know, having conversation just about food. Um, and I just have like this memory of like uh, my friend Angel, who is also a community health worker. Uh, and her and I, like every week together, we just like talk about food and it's like, awesome. oh, this recipe, this place. Um, and I, I, yeah, every time I go over there, she like makes all this she's from Tanzania so she makes all this okay. like Tanzanian food and I'm just mm. like I don't know I just love that trying different things and it's mm. not like uh, I don't know sensitive subject like I get neither that food we all have different relationship with mm-hmm. food and you know people have feelings and reactions and all that but sometimes I just feel like I don't know I'm like let's talk about food like I get mm-hmm. it but then also I'm like I don't know. Can you just tell me what you like to eat? I, I yeah. just feel like that also helps me to also learn about mm-hmm. the person more is about, um, yeah, just as simple as like, what, what do you like? If you don't like mm-hmm. to eat, you know, what are some of your favorite spots and go to? Yeah, totally. Learning what somebody eats. It tells you a lot about that person uh, because there's the whole cultural piece, like your friend from Tanzania, like learning about her culture and the foods that she loves to eat that's like super fun and then learning about what other people eat as well and in that you're also you always like to give love with food and you're able to also receive that love with food too by talking about food or sharing a meal together I really like that I also like what you're talking about about connecting to your body more because that's the thing that you were talking about struggling with earlier and as awkward as it is learning to sit with yourself and sit with those emotions and feels I would imagine has been super helpful. Yeah, it totally. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just been a game really just like a game changer. And even I'll, you know, I'll do it with people that I'm with when people are like, you know, that question, where do you want to go to eat? I'm just like, <laughs> I'll tell them like, I need to pause before you know, and they're like, okay, great. And then I'm just like pausing and then I'm like, okay, like I'm hungry for this or for that. But I just think sometimes just get overwhelmed mm. with, you know, that question of where do you want to go to eat? Or like, what are yeah. you in the mood for? Um, there's a lot of options and it just feels this like pressure, like, oh, I have to, I have to pick something like I'm the decider. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, just whatever, wherever you want to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll eat whatever. 
Like I'm pretty, mm-hmm. pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of our friends in our friend group are like that. Mm-hmm. Like when we ask, what do you want to eat? Everyone's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. And we're like, cool. That narrowed it down. Zero <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's really how it goes. <laughs> Awesome. Is there anything else you would like to add, Priscilla? Uh, no, I obviously love talking about food, talking mm-hmm. about relationships with food. Uh, I was even just now thinking about when I used to teach and like mm-hmm. how when I was like in the classroom, you know, teaching like to two-year-olds you know mm-hmm. one we're like teaching them how to like use a fork and a spoon and like mm-hmm. those kinds of things but also just like you know how relationships with food to start really like yeah at a young age and like influences that we have on the outside world and I was just like thinking about like oh yeah like I remember you know in the classroom like having the kids scoop their own rice and mm-hmm. like if they want you know one scoop or if they're like on their third scoop but I was like you know never gonna be like oh you know I was never gonna like yeah if they want to have four scoops of rice that's fine I don't care mm-hmm. but just like how a lot of that you know really I don't know influences your relationship with food and like how little it starts and just like has a as a teacher having meals with the kids and like obviously that shape you know that matters and that shapes Mm -hmm. like their development like and all those things yeah that's so good that's like such an important um thought there about how our relationships with food form from such an early age and if you were if you were sitting there and being like no you shouldn't have four scoops of rice like that teaches a kid that their body can't be trusted and that what they are, they feel like their body's asking for can't be trusted. And that's so good that you are able to help facilitate that healthy, safe environment for building a healthy relationship with food and for discovering all aspects of food too, right? Cause we, ex- we experience it with more than just our mouths. Like we see it and we feel it and allowing them to scoop it out. All of that stuff. So great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I just think about, yeah, and also just, like, the conversations we've had around, you know, like, yeah, they're two and three, but, like, you know, just, like, talking about Paw Patrol, but, like, yeah, really that, like, that matters, Mm -hmm. you know, being, you know, being at the table, and there's, like, that human piece as well, like, sharing a meal, but, like, sharing meal with other people like I feel like it's one thing to like eat alone in my mm-hmm. apartment with like Netflix on mm-hmm. or my real housewives uh <laughs> and then but also then like when we're together you know sharing a meal with the community group like those are two different experiences and Very I think different. learning how to also like eat alone is also like important and just how to yeah. like be at a table alone sometimes yeah. that's like one of my favorite I've, I don't know, things to do is I'll treat myself to like, you know, I don't know, a dinner or something in Portland. I'll just like have a meal by myself. And like, you know, this one time I went to this uh, place in the Pearl and mm-hmm. it was, it was just me and 
you know, pre pre COVID and things. Yeah. And so like you're walking and the host person is, you know, oh, just just you, like just one. And I was like, yep, just me. And I could just like <laughs> see the look in their face. And then they were like, oh, okay. And then, you know, like I sit down and like, I get like lots of wine and I like get this whole meal and things. <laughs> but I just remember just like the look of that person's face of like, just, you know, I don't know, yeah. like you're just, just you. And I was like, like so much what? judgment. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. Eating, eating alone. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because like so many people aren't comfortable with that, aren't comfortable with being alone. And so to see somebody who's comfortable and confident with just being like, Hey, it's me. I'm eating alone. That's like, Whoa, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. I love that. And I was thinking about when you were talking how you're the connector, right? You're so connected in Portland and connect everyone to everyone. Uh, and you just are really relationship focused and food is this form of connection for you. But at the same time, it can be a form of connection to yourself. And that's almost what's happening when you do enjoy a meal by yourself. You're able to like be in that whole experience on your own and connect to what's going on inside. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's definitely like that piece of just like, this is me time. Like, mm-hmm. also, like, you know, like I get to pick the place, I get to mm-hmm. order whatever I want. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes <laughs> going out with people, like, there's that whole, like, where do you guys want to go to eat? Like, yeah. are we making a reservation? Yeah. Then there's the whole, what are we wearing? Like, there's all these questions. <laughs> and yeah. then when you go out by yourself, it's just like, there's something that I like about this is about me like I get Mm -hmm. to pick the place I get to drink you know whatever I want like Mm -hmm. I get to eat whatever I want and there's you know I don't have to share like there's just something comforting I don't know there's just like this I almost like confidence I guess or just Mm -hmm. something about like me being alone and then Mm -hmm. like I get to make all all the like all the decisions and not have to worry about people's feelings and like what it what it means when you you know go out as a group yeah. Yeah. Cause you're always thinking about other people. And in that time you don't have to worry about nobody else. <laughs> it's just no, you. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice. That's so awesome. Cool. Uh, well, this has been so much fun. Is there any last words you'd like to say to the listeners? Uh, or no, those... go, go enjoy all, all the food. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no food rules (laughs) no no go your best life (laughs) yes that is the best advice um I do have one quick question though this is one that I'm asking all of the interviewees just because I think it'll be interesting to see differences between personality types so what is your favorite food (laughs) uh my favorite food Honestly, I really like sushi, but mm. I really like the sushi go around. And okay. I just, those were just super fun for me. Like there used to be one in the Pearl oh, and you yeah. just like sit down and then you just like wait for it to come on the track. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that, that was always like my go-to, my go-to spot. So yeah, I think I can like put away some, some sushi. Oh yeah, definitely love (laughs) sushi and the conveyor belts make it so much more fun too. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We will catch you on the next episode and I hope you have a great morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this. 
talk to you later. <laughs>